Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Beer of Champions. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you can let some All right, welcome back to episode 42 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday, August 6th. Um, when you guys are hearing this, it'll be Wednesday, August 7th or Whenever the fuck you listen to it, even if you listen to it two weeks from now on, like, August 21st. I don't give a shit. As long as you listen to it before you do your fantasy draft, you'll be all good to go. Because this episode is all about fantasy football. It is indeed. Um, We're going to be doing a breakdown of fantasy. Not like a, you know, full deep dive, but a few big hot topics um, here and there. So, um, without further ado, let's kind of dive into it. Not going to play any clip this week. Um, Ad already played, so... Uh, let's roll right into it. We're going to start talking about. So, just as a as a side note, anything we're talking about, we're assuming that it's the average draft position. If we talk about that, all this stuff is based on a ten man half point PPR league. Um, so, just kind of re- reference for that. We use a couple of different sites. So, not a huge deal for, I guess, if you're not in a or if you're in a full point or if you're in non PPR. Um, but ten man's kind of. A little bit more crucial than the PPR is. so Most definitely, yeah. So with that being said, we're going to talk about some quarterbacks. And looking at the top five from last year, um, again, all of this is um, from FantasyPros.com where we pulled this data from. Top five last year, obviously, number one was Pat Mahomes. Um, number two was Matt Ryan. Number three was B- Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Number four was Deshaun Watson. Number five was Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. So obviously some pretty good talent there. So one question we want to talk about is you really are any of these top should you avoid any of these top five players this year? Do we see any regressing or do we think they're all gonna be pretty pretty decent quarterbacks again this year? I mean, when I look at it, uh I am kinda hesitant on seeing Ben Roethlisberger doing as well as he did in previous years or last year. Definitely not in the top five. He's gonna be lower. They lost Antonio Brown, so he doesn't have a lot of weapons anymore. Um, and I mean, I can still see Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, and Andrew Luck if he stays healthy, kind of being being up there in top tier of quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, you know, I think all these that were in the top five are going to be good picks. You know, obviously, if you're in a keeper league, Mahomes is probably off the table because um, he's just you know has the ability to really really impact your team. Uh, like Travis said, he, he thinks Big Ben is going to regress. A lot. I think it's going to be a little bit, but not super significant. He still has James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jesse James is a hell of a tight end. Um, I do think Watson's going to catapult himself into more of an upper echelon, maybe a top two, top three guy this year. Um, I'm not saying that all these guys are going to be top five again, but I think they're solid choices. However, I was listening to a podcast on the way over to Travis's house. We're both in the in the same location recording again. Um and I was hearing that Andrew Luck hasn't been practicing due to a calf issue, and I'll be real kind of skeptical about it. So um, if you're drafting tomorrow, I would be kind of wary of Andrew Luck. Um, we'll have a lot more information as the season gets closer, but just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. So Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much. It's it's preseason, and a lot of people are sitting out, um, holding out. So <clears throat> just kind of moving forward, I guess Andrew Luck is not as as good. Yeah. Um, with that being said, we're going to go into our second question. 
um, a, a quote unquote quarterback steal of the draft. Um, you know, in, to us, a steal is anyone that had an ADP has an ADP of eighty or lower. Um, as of right now, these drafts, you I guess know, it'd be eighty or higher. Yeah, higher, whatever. So anyone drafted after eighty. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. I, I kind of took took the top five. We just took the top five right now, um, or top six. Anyone that's lower than eighty right now. Pat Mahomes is at twenty eight. Andrew Luck's at fifty two. Deshaun Watson's at fifty two. And Rodgers at fifty seven. Baker Mayfield's at sixty seven. And Matt Ryan is at seventy three. This is like as of drafts that are going on. This past week, yeah. Um, so all those are off the table for us as far as like steals. So Travis, with that being said, and obviously those are all big names. What is your steal to draft again? A, a quarterback of an ADP of eighty or higher, which would mean eighth round, anywhere yeah. after after the eighth round. Yeah. And for me, I went ahead and picked Drew Brees. Same. Yeah. Uh, he's ranked right around eighty five. So if you can get him, honestly, even in the eighth round, um, or Obviously, if you're getting him after the after 80, it's going to be in the ninth round. Do it. Don't think about it. Do it. He scored 20.3 points per week last year, points per game, which is solid in the quarterback. If I get 20 points out of my quarterback each week, yep. I'm happy. Um, but to go with the less obvious, um, and if you forgot about a quarterback and are panicking in the, in the later rounds after those Drew Brees and, and later 80s and 90s are gone, I like Josh Allen a lot. Um, he's projected around 130. So if you could get him um, and as a quarterback round. in the 12th or 13th round, I don't see why you wouldn't take him. He was heating up really well at the end of last year. And I love a quarterback, especially who can rake up points on the ground because that uh, that one point for 25 yards can sometimes be a bitch. So if they can run the ball, uh, get a point for every 10 yards, I love that. In his last five games last year, he had over 200 yards passing in every one of them. Total of 400 yards rushing, seven passing touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns. I like that a lot, but if you're waiting until the 12th or 13th round to draft a quarterback, you're going to lose anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. Not that's if you get no, Josh Allen. Ah, oh, fuck that. No, there's no way. Um, you'll have a decent team. You'll be middle tier, but you're not going to be winning the league with Josh Allen. If you're in a league where quarterbacks are four-point passing touchdowns, I don't think it's that big of a deal. My kind of dark horse or, you know, steal is Drew Brees right now. He's coming off as the ninth quarterback off the board, which is insane to me on average. Um, if you're in a 10-man league and you're the second to last get a quarterback and you're getting Drew Brees, I feel like that's a hell of a steal. Um, you know, he still has some ta- – he has talent on his team. You know, Kamara, Michael Thomas. He's added a great tight end. And, uh, and Jared Cook, like Travis said, he's averaging over 20 points a game. Um, you know, he did that last year. So, it, to me, it feels weird to call Drew Brees a steal, but – yeah. Where he's being drafted, I mean, kind of is. If I get, because you got to think you have seven seven roster spots on your team that aren't defense and kicker. So if you can get Drew Brees in the eighth round, that can be your quarterback. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, "No shit, guys! I'm obviously going to draft Drew Brees if he's there." We're saying is like, don't panic. If quarterbacks start flying off the board, and you're able to grab some some depth on, at running back and receiver. Um, if Drew Brees is still there, he's he, he's available for later in the round. So. Yeah. Um, definitely kind of keep that in mind. He's not going as high as he has in years, in years past. Right on. Uh, good friend listening to this podcast. Uh, do not draft a quarterback in the first few rounds either. Uh, good friend Lucas Rogers drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round a, a few years ago, and that was, a, that was a funny one. So definitely hold off on the quarterback for yeah, sure. Unless you're keeping Pat Mahomes. Which even if you're keeping Pat Mahomes, your team might not be looking too great. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to roll into the next kind of topic. It's uh, a quarterback bust, quote-unquote, to avoid. And this is a top 10 player. Um, I kind of left it open to speculation. Travis could have picked top 10 from last year. I went with top 10 who's currently being drafted right yeah, now. that's what I did. Okay, so a top um, 10 player being drafted right now. Who should you stay away from um, if you're looking to grab a quarterback? A top 10 player or a top 10 quarterback? Quarterback. This is quarterback bust okay. to avoid. I didn't know if you meant like a quarterback that's in the top 10 or just the top 10 quarterback. The top 10 quarterback. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, so I had Kyler Murray. Same. Which seems like a crazy thing to me because I thought it was crazy. He's ranked number 8th on the board, and I yeah. don't see how. He's above Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, and Cam Newton. Yep. That's and Jared Goff, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, Jared Goff. This like, is his first year in the league. He's not with a good team. We saw what Josh Rosen did as a rookie last year. I'm not drafting Kyler anywhere above 120. 
I'm not drafting Kyler Murray at all on my team. I know, but I'm saying if you look, if you have a backup quarterback and he's there in the 13th, 14th, maybe look at him. My thing is if someone takes a flyer on Kyler Murray and he has a fucking phenomenal year and like goes off, kind of like good, Mahomes. Good for good for them. Good for them because they they took they took a chance. But my thing is no one's going to keep Kyler Murray. He'll be there in future years for me. I want to see what he can do in the league first. Like I said, I'm definitely taking. He's like he's flying off the board in front of Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Jared Goff, Philip Rivers. I'm taking all four of those guys before I'm taking Kyler Murray every day of the fucking week. He has a horrible O line. People are expecting to have like a Baker Mayfield type year, rookie year. I just don't see it. Um, I would avoid Kyler Murray like the plague um, if you're picking, you know, quarterback and you're, you know, mid, you're like the sixth or seventh guy to, to, to draft a guy. Just steer clear of Kyler Murray. You know, let somebody else take, take a chance on him. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's crazy. We've had the same two pick so far so it's looking good um next we have up um the question of is drafting a backup quarterback necessary i i think i think i like to do it so i'd say yeah i i like to do it too it also depends on your league um how deep is your league and how good or solid or injury prone for that matter is your first quarterback that you have yeah because if you're drafting an andrew luck um something like that you're obviously going to want some insurance for sure i mean really anyone like because what you just talked about with the Kyler Murray situation, you never know when you're going to get the next Pat Mahomes uh, with your last two to three picks, so why not take a backup quarterback? Um, and like you said, just in case injury, you might as well just go ahead and swoop one up. It's not going to hurt. Yeah, I know some people that are like all like drafting one quarterback, one tight end. Um, no one drafts two defensive, two kickers. But like drafting just one of those non-essential positions and just like loading up a running backs and wide receivers, but – I mean, really, who the fuck is goddamn Aaron Jones? What the fuck's Aaron Jones going to do for your team? So I'm also team drafting a backup quarterback. Um, I just I made a 100% hypothetical situation here. Again, this is a 10-man league, and let's say the first 10 quarterbacks are gone. You know, So the top 10 quarterbacks are gone, and you're picking in the later rounds. And you picked injury-prone Deshaun Watson. You decide to pass up on a good quarterback. Um, and everyone in your league takes at least one guy with, let's say, like six drafting a backup. So you're like one of four guys that didn't draft a backup. On the waiver wire, if Watson goes down, you have Tom Brady, not horrible, but then Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Jimmy G, Trubisky, and Kirk Cousins. I mean, those aren't phenomenal quarterbacks. Those are decent quarterbacks for a backup, though. Yeah, but I, <clears> what <throat> I was saying is like, you know, but if everyone if everyone drafted a backup, then your options are going to be Trubisky or Kirk Cousins. They can have a good week or two. Yeah, but they're not going to be consistent. So <laughs> my thing is, if it's it, obviously fill up all fill up all of your skill positions. Yeah, draft a couple of wide wide receiver, running back backups, and then probably it's probably time to take a back. Yeah, I won't take my backup until like I would say because there's 16 rounds in most drafts. Um, I won't take my backup until like probably like the 14th round or so. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, those guys that ripped off aren't bad choices, but they're not going to carry your team like a top five, top seven quarterback's going to. So. Um, I've always been team draft backup quarterback, so is Travis. So yeah. So with that, we'll move on into the running back uh, position. The top five running backs from last year, again, um, half point PPR coming out of the backfield were Todd Gurley, uh, and I'm not going to name off teams because we all know who they play for. Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Ezekiel Elliott. Pretty top five powerhouse running backs if you're on your fantasy teams. If you have them, you're sitting pretty good every week. That's what I was going to say. Like These these five guys, unless Zeke does something done with his contract, are more than likely not even going to be available for you to pick because they're all going to be – if you're especially if you're in a keeper league, they're all they're all off the board from, from Jump Street. Um, I don't think so, which moves us into these next – any of these top five players to avoid. Uh, Todd Gurley. Okay. I think I it's safe that, to I, assume. I wrote that because of his knee. Yeah, he's, he's got his knee problems. He was the number one running back in fantasy last year, so it's hard to say this. Um, and who knows what the Rams were doing with him, whether the, they were just like being precautionary, but apparently he's got his arthritis in his knee. Who knows what it's going to be like, how he's going to play, how much time he's going to get. I don't think he's a first-round running back this year just because of his health speculations. <sighs> That's hard I to say. I would. I get it, but people are going to keep him anyway. Especially if you have a two keeper league, keep him and stash him on the bench um, if he's not playing or at the beginning. Um, I also wrote that his knee. I think that these guys are all great picks. I think that I'm not saying they're all being the top five. I honestly see more like a Barkley McCaffrey one two this year being the top two running backs. Yeah, 
in in fantasy this year. Gurley slipping slipping back a bit. Um, I think the, I think McVay and the Rams will use him in a smart manner to preserve his health. But that also means less touches, less carries, less points for you. So I could see Gurley t- taking a setback year. Um, those other guys are going to stay there. If Zeke plays, he's obviously every single year he's a, he's a top five guy. Yeah. Um, Alvin Kamara every year he plays, he's going to be a top five guy as long as Drew Brees is in that offense. Um, so all these are, all these are solid. Um, but I can see Gurley definitely regressing a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're going to move on into running backs against steel uh, of the draft or a dark horse, I say. And for this, we went with not an average draft position of 80 or higher, but for this, since running backs are more valuable, we went and drafted earlier for 40 or higher. Uh, so anyone pretty much taken after the fourth round. And this is super tricky for me because so many of these guys past 40 could just fall on their face. 100%. And that's and that's why I did 40. I was looking at them, damn, like running backs are flying off the shelf. Um, so if you're in a 10-man league, I mean, these people, are, you're picking after the fourth round. So kind of a word, word of advice, get your running backs before the fourth round is over. Especially your starter, your, your two uh, running backs. You can get your flex, either wide, whether that's going to be wide receiver or running back, uh, in, the, in the fifth or sixth maybe. Um, but I would definitely say get your two running backs before the fourth round's over. 100%. Which is so, kind of crazy because you have two rounds to get a running back. Yeah. And if, if Travis Kelsey or a good Patrick Mahomes is there, it's tough to pass up on them. Too. It is, it is, because those guys are literally team changers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, if you don't mind, I'm going to go first. Uh, mine is mine is a seventh rounder. Um, his, his ADP is currently 74. Um, and it's a rookie running back from for the Redskins, Darius Geis. Um, this is a, this is a uh, a risky one. It is a risky one. I think I think seventy four is a bit high for my taste. I don't think I'd take being taken a Darius Geis in the seventh round, but I don't know eighth round, seventy four. Yeah, eighth round. It is eighth round. You're right. Yeah. Um, so that's a little risky for me. Maybe I might take him. I, I would just have to see the rest of the board. Yeah, if you're I mean, comfortable with your running backs at that point. Then I mean, I, he's not. He's definitely not, not an RB two guy. Like Travis said, like we said, you need you need to have both of your running backs, probably both of your receivers before you pick this guy. Um, he's a nice flex option, an RB three for bye weeks. Um, it's a risk. I think the guy could end up getting a lot of carries in Washington, in what's probably going to be a lackluster offense. So he's going to going to get a lot of touches. They want to see what he's made of. He was a beast in college at LSU. Um, I don't really have much else to say about him. I just saw that. I was like, that's intriguing to me. So I'm going to take a risk and, you know, steal. I'm going to go steal slash dark horse for me as Darius Geis in the eighth round for your for your running back, running back steal. Yeah, that's not bad. I thought about him. I looked at him. But, again, you're, you're taking kind of a gamble on him. You don't really know what you're going to get. It's like a fucking box of chocolates. Um, <laughs> I was going to go with someone a little bit easier i like i really like the sony michelle pick who's right at around 50 49 50 but i'm gonna go a little deeper for you guys uh, and pick one who could be there maybe in some later rounds um i'm going tevin coleman he's projected right around the 67 mark so in the seventh round i like this pick in the seventh round however he isn't uh san francisco now so he has some competition with matt Breida and jared mckinnon um <clears throat> But Tevin Coleman's the better of those three. Exactly. He's the only back that's proven that he's starter worthy. He is starting. Um, and I really love this pick in a half point PPR situation because not only does he get the ball out of the backfield, but he can catch out of the backfield too. Um, so if you can get him in the seventh, eighth round, I really love Tevin Coleman as a good flex option on those weeks. I like that a lot. Um, it's a great one. I've, I've always been a, been a Tevin Coleman guy. Uh, being a San Fran now, I think. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. 
don't know. San Fran's is, is if Jimmy G can stay healthy, that'll be a great ass offense with Kittle and everybody in there. So yeah, um, who's the Marquise Godwin? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. So our next question we're going to talk about, or next kind of topic for running backs is. Obviously, this is super important. This became a big thing like about five years ago or so. Yeah. Um, is is running back cuffs. So obviously, you know, for those of you, for you newbies who maybe not be into fantasy as much, a running back cuff is basically the, the, the second fiddle guy. So, I mean, last year a big running back cuff was Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Um, or Austin Eckler and uh, Melvin Gordon. Which you just stole my thunder because that's mine. That's So I have, I have a couple of them. So... Obviously, both have Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, so I can let you. So the reason why um, you, I think you need to draft Austin Eckler is if you have Melvin Gordon is one, it's not for certain that he's going to start out the year playing. Or um, play at all. Or play at all. He wants a contract. <laughs> fucking love Bell. Thanks a lot, you fucking piece of shit. You ruined the whole league. Yeah, he... Uh, fuck you. bullshit. Fuck you. Enjoy New York and Adam Gase and that fucking ugly-ass beard. Um, did you see that picture? Did you see that video of him? His beard is... He just looks like an idiot. Yeah. So, fuck you, Le'Veon Bell. Hope you blow your knee fucking week one. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, Melvin Gordon might might not play because of this whole contract situation. Um, and, I mean, even if he does and it goes down because he is injury prone, he's got hurt in the past, Austin Eckler is a great cuff to have. Um, even in weeks that, you know, so Eckler actually averaged 10.8 fantasy points per game last year in the three games that he started. Um, you know, in, in Gordon's absence, he also had six double digit games in games where he didn't even start. So he's even can go off in games where Gordon even is in the starting lineup. Um, his ADP 77 right now. So grab him in that, you know, you know, late, uh, I guess that's the eighth round. It's the 77. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the eighth round. Yeah. So grab him in, in, in that late seventh, um, mid to early, um, you know, eighth round. If you're in that 10 man league for that cuff, cause by that time, you should that probably be your your third running back. So just kind of keep that in mind. I think that's a cuff you absolutely have to have if you have Melvin Gordon on your team. You have to have Austin Eckler. Yeah, and it kind of goes the same. Uh, I got a few to rattle off here. Um, <clears throat> you got to have Malcolm Brown if you're going to have Todd Gurley. I don't care if you draft him in the fourteenth, fifteenth nope. round, unless there's a dickhead in your league that wants to steal him from you. Because um, um, unless Todd Gurley doesn't play, which we don't know for certain. Malcolm Brown's a good guy to have. He came in in his absence last year until fatty C.J. Anderson stole his thunder and did pretty well. Um, another one that I like to see is Alfred Blue to Leonard Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette gets – he is pretty injury prone. I know he's only played like I think like 16, 17 games in his two years. Um, and not only that, but he has attitude issues. So who knows if fucking they're going to put up with that down there in Jacksonville. Um, and the last one I have is Tony Pollard to uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So the rumor is going around that Ezekiel Elliott might not play because he's holding out a contract extension. Um, and really kind of the running back job's up in the air down there. But Dak Prescott said that Tony Pollard, the rookie out of Memphis, is one of the young stars to look for. So I would think that he would kind of steal the job if Zeke doesn't that's play. Like a, that's like a last last pick, though, probably. What's, yeah. What's his ADP? Do you know? Uh, it's not even the top. None of those guys I just list, listed are in the top 53 running backs. Okay, so you could definitely draft them with your last pick last pick of the draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have either of those players, I'd pick them with your last pick. The only one you can is Austin Eckler. He's going in the 70s right now, yeah. so... Um, you definitely have to draft him. Those other guys. You those can, were just deep cuffs. Yeah, I like those a lot. Those are very important to have for all you Zeke owners. For all you, I mean, all those guys were, were big dudes. What was the last one you said? Tony Pollard to Zeke Elliott. Before that, oh, Alfred Blue to Leonard Fournette. Okay, okay. I don't, um, know, I don't know how big Leonard Fournette Leonard Fournette's gonna be there, but the other three that we ripped off, are yeah, big ones. Maybe and maybe not a cuff exactly, but a duo that I really like to have on your team are Sony Michelle and James White. Yeah, but starting them both at the same time is risky because you have to rely on the pay. If they have a bad week, you're going to have a bad week. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, cool. That's our cuffs. We're going to roll into a top – so, quarterback, we did top ten. Running backs, obviously, for the same reason, they're a little bit deeper. Um, You have two of them on your team. We're doing top 20 running back to avoid. Um, We're not going to go with the the, – the whole holdout thing. Like, you can't go Melvin Gordon. No, no, no. These are just guys – mine's going to be Kerryon Johnson. The second year running back um, for the Lions. He's top 20? He's ADPing right now. Average draft position is at 25-26. That's the middle of the third round. Are you fucking joking me? He's the 14th running back going off the boards. He's ahead of Marlon Mack, Fournette, Devontae Freeman, Derrick Henry. That is insane to me. 
I would rather have all four of those guys over Kerryon Johnson. Yes, he had some good games last year. He averaged 12.3 points per game. Um, but he didn't play the last seven weeks of the year due to being, I think he was pretty, pretty sure he was on the IR. So that's troublesome to me. Small sample size. And the Lions have a crowded backfield. They have C.J. Anderson now. They have Theo Riddick, who's always been a staple in that offense. And they play in a very tough division. You know, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears. Those are all pretty damn good teams. I am staying far away from Carryon Johnson after having him on one of my teams last year. I didn't like him. I don't like him being a top, he's even a top 15 back. So just stay away from him. I would avoid him at all costs. See, I don't mind him. He averaged 12.3 points uh, in the games that he played last year, which isn't terrible. Small sample size, that's my thing. And he had played in 10 games. I'm just saying that I'm top 20 running back to avoid. That's my he's opinion. He's not top 20, though. He said, he said top 20. He said he's drafted around 25. Top 20 running back, bro. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you do this all based on their draft position? Uh, No. So, I did. yeah, he's a top 20. Go back to the running backs right there. He's 14. Okay. I He's see the 14th now. running back going off the boards right now. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to stay as far away from him um, as possible. Who's yours? Mine is Dalvin Cook. Um, I like that. Where's, even, where's, where's he going at? He's projected the 16th pick, um, which I wouldn't even take until, I would say, even like the 40s or 50s at most. He played. He's played 15 games in his two years that he's played. Um, and even when he does, he isn't. He's not going to be your RB one uh, type of lowdown. Like he's not going to score you in the high teens, low twenties. He scored six touchdowns in the two years that he's played. He's on pace to have a decent year last year. But not only is he not amazing, but this dude just can't stay fucking healthy. Um, he had an ACL injury in 2017. He had a hamstring injury last year. So I would fade Dalvin Cook. Um, because, I mean, like I said, even if he is healthy, he only averaged 12 points per game last year. A running back in the second round should be putting up way more numbers than that. Yep, I agree. He's also, yeah, the health is a big concern for me for Dalvin Cook. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't draft him in the second round. No. You, what'd you say? He's, he's going on 16. ADP 16? Fuck that. There are way better players than him than, than Dalvin Cook. So I like that. So you heard it here first. Stay away from, from Carrion Johnson and stay away from Dalvin Cook. Um, so that wraps up, the, wraps up the running backs. We're going to roll into the receivers, the top five receivers from last year. Um, Tyree Kill, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, and Julio Jones. So kind of the same thing, top five players. These are the top five players last year. Travis, do you think any of these top five players you should be weary of this year? Um, I wouldn't say really be weary. I'm not going to say that they're all going to be top five again. I'm really kind of curious to see how Antonio Brown does in Oakland, yep. mainly because of Jordy Nelson's kind of decline there last year. I know those two, and talent-wise, is way different. Yeah. But I probably don't see him being as good as he was in years past. Saying that, I hope Tyree Kill blows both of his ankles out. And <laughs> Child beater. <laughs> and that's about it. I mean, the rest: DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, your top three wide receivers in fantasy. Yeah, I mean... My thing is, you think Devontae Adams is going to be top three again? Yes, Devontae Adams gets like 15 targets a game in that offense. He's had 10-plus touchdowns each of his last three years. I'm not saying he's going to be like bad, but I'm not saying he's... He had over... Last year was his first year having over 1,000 yards, which is why he was a top-five receiver last year. I don't know if he'll get another 1,000-yard season this year, but the fact he's had 10-plus touchdowns in the last three years... Tells me he's not going anywhere, so I think he's still a solid option. I had the same thing. Brown's in a new offense with less weapons and a worse quarterback, so I'm skeptical that he will be a top five quarterback, again, a top five receiver again. I still think, obviously, Antonio Brown's going to be top ten um, and still worth an early pick. So definitely, I mean, if these guys are there, take them if they're not already gone. So um, with that kind of being said, we're going to roll into our steal for wide receivers. Um, we did eighty. We did a, a steal for us is an ADP of eighty or lower, higher. We're, Higher. Fuck, I keep saying that. <laughs> Sorry, 80 or higher. Receivers aren't nearly as valuable, valuable as running backs, I feel like. Um, so It's tough. Yeah, there's a bunch of them out there, and they, their points can kind of vary each week. And I went with someone who's never played in the league before. Uh, mine is DK Metcalf. Ooh, He's, this is my guy. I really, really like him and want him to succeed. He's projected around 110. So if you can get him in the 12th round, even I would say 11th even solid. Yeah. I'm pulling for him. He's supposed to actually start this year. Um, there's no more Doug Baldwin in Seattle. 
And I think that he can have a solid year there, especially since the only good wide receiver Wilson's really ever had was Doug Baldwin and Golden Tate there for a year or two. It's Tyler Lockett, who's always been solid. Yeah, but, I mean, thinking about the talent between DK Metcalf possibly and Tyler Lockett, could be a huge talent gap there. Um, I don't think he's really had a big kind of red zone threat guy that he can just toss the ball up to as a safety net. Uh, hopefully DK Metcalf can be there. I would take a steal or a, a chance on him in the in the eleventh, twelfth round. Okay, okay, I like that a lot. I like it too because he's starting and he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Russell Wilson's a hell of a quarterback. I think he can make anybody around him better. Um, so that'll be interesting to 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 see there. Um, mine, and you guys can you're really going to give me shit for this because it's a guy I said was going to have be a quote unquote bust in our AFC West episode, but I went with Sammy Watkins. I mean, his ADP is a 91, almost 92, so that's the 10th round. Um, you know, early 10th, late 9th um, in a 10-man league. And I think Sammy Watkins is decent flex material. This is your typical where you where you draft a flex at. Um, and, I mean, anytime you have Pat Mahomes throwing you the ball, you know, with so many other weapons in that offense to take pressure off him, we know Tyreek Hill's playing now. And that was my main reason why picking him as a bust back in our AFC West episode. I didn't think Tyreek Hill was going to play. Um, but now that he is, you have Tyreek Kill, you have Damian Williams, you have Travis Kelsey, a lot, a lot of weapons there. He averaged 9.5 points per game last year, um, but only played nine full games with Kansas City. I can see if he gets a full 16, that going up a bit, being around the 10 to 11 mark, which is not bad for a flex. No, it's not. It's Sammy Watkins scares me because at least by like see by like week three or four, you're gonna know if DK Metcalf is there or not. So he's gonna be droppable. Sammy Watkins could score four points, or he could score fifteen points. I see that, but if you if I can get Watkins in the in the in the late ninth, early tenth, I'm taking it. Uh, who else? Is, who else? What other big name is gonna be there at that point in the draft? That's that's why I said he was kind of like a quote unquote steal. He's being picked around ninety two. So um, that's going to be mine. Yeah, that's not bad. I'm just saying he's very, very, very spotty. Always kind of has been, except for his first couple of years in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but going off that, we'll move into our wide receiver bust to avoid. So a top 20 wide receiver um, to avoid. So I'll let you start this one off. So mine is, it's, it's at the bottom um, of the top 20. He's ranked number 19th right now. He's a 19th wide receiver come off the board. It's Chris Godwin. Um, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's being his ADP right now is at, at 47. So again, that mid to late fifth round pick in a 10 man league, and I think he has a ton of upside. I think he's going to be great in this offense one day. But I think this is more for me about a product of who is throwing to him. I'm not high on Winston, never have been. Mike Evans is on the other side of the ball, on the other side of the field from him. OJ Howard's there. They're going to eat a lot of targets. Um, he averaged 9.7 points per game last year. Which is much more much more productive on a consistent basis, um, but this was early on in the year when Fitzpatrick was throwing to him. You look at his his point spreads. His he had a lot of his great weeks in those first four to five when Fitzpatrick was a starting quarterback and not Winston. Then took a big dip. So I think there's not there could be chemistry issues there. I mean, you talk about people who are being taken after. Um, Chris Godwin, you have Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, Jarvis Landry. All these are way better wide receiver two options for me, in my opinion, than, than, than Godwin. So I think I would just avoid him altogether. I would not take him in in you know that that mid to late fifth round pick as my second receiver. I am ninety nine percent sure that you had Chris Godwin as your sleeper or breakout for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably, but I don't. I don't like them in fantasy. <laughs> Talk about Tampa Buccaneers. They're 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 five one team. For fantasy wise, I don't. I don't on a consistent basis. Like I said, it's a consi- It's a consistency thing. I think he. I think he will bust out. All right. But I don't think he's going to be a top twenty fantasy player. Okay. Mine. Uh, I don't mind that pick. I just thought that you had him having a little. I did. One hundred percent did. Um, I. They're only about. Uh, Actually, I went this one actually one of the top wide receivers to avoid, um, and there's about eight of them that are projected in like the top twenty. So in the first two rounds, so one that I would say to avoid that doesn't belong with the elite that are going with the elite are Juju Smith Schuster. Um, Ooh, I don't know about that. I do because you got to think he's been going up against second and third best cornerbacks for his first two years in the league, 
Antonio Brown's gone. So every single team is going to match up their best corner with him. Um, he's not going to have nearly the production. I mean, he's going to have the fucking volume and targets, that's for sure. But I think he's going to get shut down a little bit more. Um, he's going around 15th, 16th uh, in your drafts, and I don't know if I would want to pick him that early. Uh, he had 15 points per game last year, which was ninth best. But again, you got to think the whole factor of losing Antonio Brown off that team and going against the best cornerback, uh, maybe even sometimes double teamed. Well, especially in that AFC North. I mean, you have some good defenses up there. You have the Ravens. The Browns defense ain't nothing to snuff at. Um, yeah. Which just sounds weird to say. Uh, I'm not saying Juju's going to have a bad year, but I'm saying I don't see him being drafted. I don't see him being worth being drafted as high as people are, are taking him. Okay. Okay. I can see it. So, Juju Smith-Susher, Chris Godwin, be a little weary of him. Just clarification, I did pick Chris Godwin as my breakout or best player in the Bucks. <laughs> but again, the Bucks are a 5-1 team. I think, like, targets-wise, he's not going to see a lot of volume. All right. It's going to be very hit or miss. Like, he could have a three-touchdown game and then get 10 yards receiving next week. Um, so another thing we want to talk about <clears throat> that a lot of people aren't a big fan of, but I actually am if it's, if it's a good one, it's a quarterback-wide receiver duo to snag if it's available. So, I mean, obviously, for me, one year I had, for that year, Peyton Manning threw 55 touchdowns. I had Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas on my team, and they pretty much carried me to a fucking to a championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone's going to come out and be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That's costly and not very realistic. You're going to have to spend two of your first three picks on not, them. There's you no way. There's them. no way you're going to get them. There's if, no way. Yeah, if you're not, if you're in a keeper league, you're definitely not going to get them. Even then, it's going to be really hard. You're going to need to take them probably back to back in rounds one and two. So, um, do you want me? You want me to go first? Or do you want no, to go first? I, I'll go. Okay. Um, so, I have two here that are my favorites. I'm it's going like a cop out. I picked one for everything. I don't know. I didn't know that. I was just going. Which all right? Then I'll take my my. No, I'll just no. Say two of them because I. Bet. Um, we'll see. Uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Really like that one. So, Mainly, is that realistic though? Yes, I think that's very realistic. If you have Devontae Adams, pick him in the first round. You can easily get Aaron Rodgers in the in the fourth or fifth. Okay. Um, What's Aaron Rodgers' ADP right now? Don't know off the top of my head, but I know you could at I'll least get him in the third if you're really wanting him. I'll tell you real quick. Keep I don't know why you would draft a quarterback in the third round, but um, yeah. Andrew, I, uh, Aaron Rodgers, 57. So six Yeah, rounds. so you can draft him in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams is really his only – target at his safety net if you watch their fucking games he gets like 12 targets a game he's the guy to go to not only that so what i look for in this wide receiver and quarterback combo not just people who get a lot of yards uh, but people who are the scoring the touchdowns for this team um and i want to say Devontae adams yeah he was second in the league in touchdowns last year yeah uh, antonio brown was first so obviously i'm not gonna pick Derek carr and antonio brown but Devontae adams and Aaron Rodgers is a good one and i'll let you go ahead and take the second one mine is uh Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. Um, so Keenan Allen is one of those top tier guys. I don't know off the top of my head where he's being drafted. I'm assuming it's probably one of the first couple of rounds, two probably rounds two or round three. Um, Philip Rivers ADP is way low. Philip Rivers ADP is 111 in a 10 team league. So you can get him in literally the 11th or 12th round, which is insane to me. Um, so I've always thought Rivers was a solid fantasy play. Um, the last time he averaged under 15 points per game in, in fantasy was in 2007. So the dude's been 10-plus years scoring 15-plus points per game, and you could probably even get him as your second quarterback or even just waiting forever and drafting him as your starter if you have Keenan Allen. Um, so you're going to have to snag, snag Allen early, wait, 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 and then draft and draft Philip Rivers. I think it's a good combo. They're all they have they have some good chemistry going on. Even if Rivers is your QB two, it it, it it's, it'd be a good combo to have. So if it's there, I would snag it. I like them both as players, but for the quarterback wide receiver cuff, I don't know because Keenan Allen only had six touchdowns. He's not really a touchdown scorer. He's more of just a, a ball grabber and, and yards getter. I did it um, for more of where you can get Philip Rivers at, not like stats wise. Like Philip Rivers. You can draft him in the 12th round, and he not be your starting quarterback. Yeah, but the reason that I'm getting a wide receiver and quarterback combo is to get fucking 10 to 12 points Every time when they scored. both score a touchdown. Yeah. So in my, the leads to my second one, um, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins because he fucking, they catch touchdowns out the ass too. DeAndre Hopkins had 11 touchdowns last year. Uh, again, you're going to need to draft DeAndre Hopkins in the first 
And then probably Deshaun Watson in your third and four, your fourth round, probably. 52. Yeah, probably in your fourth round to get to be safe. Okay. Again, those are two big wide receiver quarterback combos where you're going to get probably 10 points, 12 points. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. On one I like where you went with that. I went with like my like. I guess when I wrote that question, the snag if it's there was like if you have Keenan Allen, and then like in the later rounds, if you still see Philip Rivers there, go ahead and snag him. You know that that's kind of what I was thinking because Philip Rivers ADP is so low, um, which I don't know why it is. It's crazy, um, but still could you know, be your your Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, possibly because uh, Drew Brees is going to be there in those later rounds. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's a good one too. That's a good one too. But. Um, Either so, way, if you're not a fan of those wide receiver quarterback duos, because but they they're high risk, high reward. Yeah, very high reward. Yeah. If you have a fucking one of those wide receivers and quarterback combos, and that wide receiver catches two touchdowns in the same game, you're getting a lot of you're going to win that week. Yeah, yeah, that's almost fifty points right there yeah. with the yardage and with the touchdowns. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely something to think about. If it's there, start thinking about it. Start doing those mock drafts and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, keep keep us in tune. So we're going to move on to these last three should go pretty quickly. Um, we're going to move on to the tight ends. Um, so the top five tight ends from last year were, were um, obviously Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Eric Ebron, and Jared Cook. So These are probably the only guys who scored fucking over two points a damn game. Yeah, tight ends are always like, unless you have one of these top five, we'll talk more about this in a minute. But, you know, all these top top five players, you know, should any should you avoid any this year, um, I I'm gonna say no, no. I would say um, I'm very, I'm very high game. on George Kittle. Yeah, um, the only thing I mean the tight end position's fading in the NFL, so the only thing I would like to see um, out of those last three, Kittle, Cook, and Ebron, I would like their numbers to be a little bit more consistent uh, for the second year in a row before I make any rash decisions. But I like all five of them. I do too. As um, far as drafting him, if Kittle can get a full year of Jimmy G, I feel like he'll take. Big strides, because um, he did all that shit last year with what was that guy's name? It was their fucking quarterback? Can't remember off the top of my head. C.J. Beathard or some shit like that. Yeah, something. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot so about some scrub. Yeah. So yeah, Jimmy G didn't play all year. Also, don't sleep on Jared Cook. He's got he's got Drew Brees now, and not Derek Carr. Yeah, and I mean Eric so. Ebron has a quarterback that actually knows how to use him, other than Matt Stafford. So yep. So yeah, definitely. If all five of these tight ends are there, take them. Um, tight end steal. I mean, I guess. This this was so hard to say again. We went uh, of eighty of an ADP of eighty or higher. Um, you know, really, technically, Jared Cook's an ADP. Yeah, that, I mean, that was mine because he's projected at eighty fourth. Jared Cook probably has to do with him being in a new offense. So this was mine, um, and that's drafting him in the ninth round. If you can wait to the fucking ninth round to draft your tight end and Jared Cook, that is an absolute steal. I think yeah. he averaged ten points per game last year in an offense. That was way worse than what this one is. I think Drew Brees can utilize him a lot better. Um, there's, no, I would like to say though that there's probably not going to be a good chance that Jared Cook's there in the ninth. You're going to have to take him in the, probably the late seventh and the, or the eighth. Yeah, because I mean, it's like any position, like tight ends. They're we'll very about, valuable. They're like we'll talk more about this, but as soon as somebody picks one, they start flying off the board. Quarterbacks, tight ends, defenses, kickers. Because they're like, oh shit. Somebody's drafted their quarterback or tight end. I don't have one yet. Yeah. I gotta get him next. <laughs> yeah, which isn't the case. That's no. totally bad draft strategy, in my opinion. Um, I didn't want to pick Jared Cook because I was like, he's eighty three. He was top five last year. Um, I went way deep. I went with Trey Burton. Um, he's an ADP of one twenty three, so like thirteenth round, like late twelfth. 
early 13th. Again, most of these guys you pick in these rounds, you're not going to end up keeping on your fucking team anyway. So if he if you draft Trey Burton and he has a little and he has one or two good weeks for you, in in lieu of your other tight end not not performing great, I feel like that's good. Um, he averaged seven point five points per game last year. It's not phenomenal, but it's, like I said, a great plug in for a late round guy, a bye week for your tight end. Your tight end gets hurt for a couple weeks. Trey Burton's a good plug in. Um, but that leads us to our next question: drafting a backup tight end. Um, I'm going to say depends. Yeah, this is kind of where I where I left the mark. Unless there's a really good tight end, and I mean good tight end there in the 11th or 12th round maybe, uh, that I can steal and maybe use as trade bait if I see somebody else hasn't drafted a tight end yet, then I'll take them. Otherwise, I'm usually not too fond of drafting two tight ends because I know they're in those, once you get after those, you know, those fucking five that we talked about, you're finding these run-of-the-mill shit-ass tight ends that get three targets a game. Um, so you're better off taking your chances getting another wide receiver, quarterback, or running back, Jim. Yeah. Um, Everyone's like, what happens when, when my tight end goes on a bye? Just fucking go to the waiver wire, pick somebody Chances up. are you're going to get somebody, no matter who you pick, to score five to eight points. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not a bit – I have done it in the past. I have drafted two tight ends, but it's like the years when I had – like back when Demarius Thomas was big and I would find find a steal late in the draft. Or if you have Travis Kelsey as your keeper and then like Travis in the ninth or tenth round, fucking Jared Cook's still there. Hell yeah, I would have Travis Kelsey and Jared Cook on my team. I, that that's a that's a duo you could do even start starting to flex. Yeah, I mean, um, if you have two of these top five tight ends, that's definitely one that you could think about put throwing in your flex. So if you have Travis Kelsey kept, or either you got him in the second round as a steal, or maybe third, and you're in those later rounds, you see, oh shit, Jared Cook's there in the ninth round. Pick him up, and you can fucking throw him in your flex. So it, it just depends. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. It has to be a very very special special circumstance to draft a backup tight end. So. Um, that kind of wraps up that, uh, and let's roll right into the defenses and special teams. Yeah, give me one, Trav. Um, so we went kind of different here. I, I will rattle off the top five defenses from last year. Um, Chicago, who was leaps and bounds better than fucking everybody. The Rams, the Texans, the Patriots, which was surprising to me, and the Ravens. So those are, those are your top five from last year, and... Kind of the one thing I want to talk about when it comes down to defenses and kickers is, for me, when do you draft a defense? Like, when, when is when is it acceptable to draft a defense? When should you do it? So, yeah, I'll, I have I, I have one rule. I've, do, you, do you have the same the same rule written down that I have? Oh no, why don't you tell me? Never, ever, ever be the first one <laughs> to draft a defense or a kicker because every single person I played multiple leagues, multiple guys. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to say you get last. John Voiles has gotten last the last. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names. John, John Voiles has gotten last the last two years. He's always the first one to draft a kicker and always the first one to draft a defense. I'm not going to say you're going to be last, but you're probably not going to be in the playoffs. Um, so when to draft a defense and what's my go-to is, like we already talked about, there's 16 rounds in the usual standard fantasy draft. I like to fill up my key roster spots and get a few good backups um, from rounds 8, 9, 10. I say you're good to start drafting a defense in round 11 or later. So, I mean, that's my thing. Like, I would just wait and kind of feel it out. It's going to be different from league to league. My thing is everyone sees somebody draft a defense or a kicker and they start to panic. The difference, besides the Bears last year, which was a totally, I think, an anomaly. It's not going to happen again this year. They were, like, leaps and bounds better than... No, I don't know, because they were, like, Jacksonville the year before. They were the best defense in the league last year. And they were leaps and bounds point-wise better than the second-place team. But the difference between 2-5 and five last year on, on defenses was 23 points across the entire year. Yeah, I mean, if there's – this is kind of the way I look at it. If you have your key roster spots filled up, if there's somebody you've been eyeing, they're there around 11 and you like your team, go out and get them. Go for it. But if that person's been taken and you're like, okay, I can wait 12th or 13th round and pick up somebody that's going to be decent, I would do that. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, dude, I don't even know if you really have to draft one sometimes. Like, if you're in a 10-man league and, you know, there's the nine there's nine defenses taken and you're the only one that didn't take one, what's the what's the harm picking up the, picking up the 10th one? The yeah, 10th it's rank? not. I mean... You, know, like, you, you look at your roster if you're on draft and, like, oh, I really... Unless you're in, like, a, a, a transaction limit league where you don't want to do that, like, right off the bat, drop somebody and pick somebody up. 
But, I mean, you know, you could say, like, I'll look at your roster. Hey, I really don't like this guy. I draft him. Why the fuck did I draft this dude? Let's drop him and pick up the, the, the defense. Because more than likely, you're not going to end the year with the same defense you had at the beginning of the year. Yeah, usually not. I mean, there's always – I mean, defenses are hit or miss, and they're usually fucking miss. Yeah. I hate the way defense is scored. Some leagues are different. I know the leagues that me and Jared are in, we're in all of ours together, are pretty standard. Um which, whatever, kind of takes us into anyone that we like that's outside of the top ten rankings. This, again, this is, if you're in a ten-man league, like, top, outside the top ten, you don't need to draft one. You can pick them up on, at the end. Um, or someone you can eye and get 14th, 15th round if you're just wanting it to kind of pick I like, them up. I like I liked Buffalo. You like Buffalo? Mine's Philadelphia. They sit at 11th, and I think that they're underrated. I already talked when we did their uh, divisional podcast that they, I think they have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, and their average draft position right now is at 140. So that's your perfect uh, 15, 16th round pickup. Yeah, mine was the Buffalo Bills. Um, they're the 13th best defense come off the board. Average ADP of uh, average ADP, uh, ADP of 183. So again, if you're in a 10 man league, no one's picking the fucking Buffalo Bills as their defense. But they're kind of in a bad division. They have some talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, those late games in Buffalo can really play advantage to them. Same thing with Philly. Um, so. Definitely two to look out for outside the top ten if you're not wanting to draft a defense. And if you're in any leagues with me and Jarrett, you could you should just shut the podcast off ten minutes ago. I was going to say at the <laughs> beginning, like I don't I don't know how I feel because like I know a lot of our listeners, people we play we play fantasy fantasy football with. Like, yeah, I hate this. They're going to use a spinach. But for all you those who don't, if you win your fucking league based on our advice. Send some of those winnings our way. We'll open up <laughs> Patreon. You can start donating to us. <laughs> yeah, uh, which takes us into the. To the last position on your team, honestly, one that I think is super underrated, I the do kicker too. position. I do too. Um, and we're not going to go top five last year, uh, but really, when to draft kicker? When is our go-to? And is it super important to have a great kicker? I don't know if it's super important, but I always like having a good kicker because that could sometimes be um, put up as many points as your flex position. And it's so different because I, I thought it was two, but then I got to looking at it. The difference between points per game last year between one and ten was 2.6. Uh, see, I'm not really thinking about maybe points per game, but there's some weeks, weeks where, some, where kickers, some kicker scores like 18 to 20 fucking points. Fucking Kiney Fairbairn fucking had a fucking Yeah, he had like three good weeks last yeah. year. Well, Justin Tucker has some of those famous 17, 20-point weeks that can literally swing your team. Exactly. You so, need these quarterbacks, or these quarterbacks, these kickers that can fucking bang long field goals. The problem is, I know I'm never going to get Justin Tucker because it goes against my rule of never drafting a kicker first. Or Greg Zerline. Because they're going to be the first ones to go off the board. Unless some dumbass drafts like fucking Kanye Fairbairn this year, honestly, Greg Zerline, and I'm the third one. I'm like, fuck it, Justin Tucker still have two kickers? I'll take them. But I'm never going to be one to draft one first, so the likelihood of me getting Justin Tucker is an anomaly. I'm okay with picking my kicker last in my, in my league. Because like I said, the difference between one and ten is not that great. Yeah. I mean, ten, just... la- ten last year I think was Janikowski. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it like that, when you look at it in terms of the average points per week. It's hard to justify taking a kicker earlier than some, um, rather than when you look at it and it's like, oh shit, my team didn't perform amazing this week. Oh, but my kicker scored 18 points, so I won. Uh, some weeks that can be kind of beneficial. Either way, um, I like drafting a, a good kicker. Yeah, a decent one. I'm, not, I, I'm never the last one to draft one, but uh, when I see like the first like three to four fly off, I'll probably snag one. But... Um, my thing is, it's it's different than defense. You have to draft a kicker. You don't have to draft a defense. Yeah. Uh, that, that That's kind of where my stance is. You have to draft a kicker. You don't have to draft a defense. You can honestly fucking play defense week, week to week if, if, if you don't have a transaction limit in your league. Yeah. I mean, you definitely can. Defense, it all depends on who they're playing, really. Whereas kicker, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm always keen to picking up a kicker. Um, and then, But, again, usually you don't finish the season with the same kicker because in their bye week you drop them, you pick up one that's decent, and you're not like, oh, well, I'm going to go drop my kicker again uh, for this kicker. So it's just usually a waste, especially if you have a transaction limit in your league, which we are in two that do. Um, you're not going to pick up a kicker more than once or twice. Big fan of transaction limits. So Yeah, if you're not in a league with one, you might want to check them out. It keeps from people that don't know their football from being waiver wire heroes. Yeah, so... Um, um, Another thing, side note, that people don't really look out for, and I want to mention, is watch 
when you're drafting your people, when their fucking bye weeks are. Seriously, it's I can't tell you my first few years of fantasy, I fucked myself. If you have a guy, if you have three starters on your team or really good key players that have the same fucking bye week, well, you better chalk that week up as a loss and don't even try. Which I'm fine with that. I mean, the losses happen, but definitely good advice. Hopefully, threw some your way. Travis always throws a, throws a, throws a wrench in. You were going to throw something in, weren't you? Yeah, I'm going to throw a wrench in the hole. We have some extra time here, so I'm going to throw some. Kind uh, of. We're at 52 minutes. Eh, whatever. I'm going to throw some questions in here. I was going to throw one, like a, a kind of a PM, uh, PMT Mount Rushmore type deal. Oh, you're going to do that? Uh, I mean, we have time. Fuck it. If you've listened this long, I don't even care. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of doing like the, uh, the little KFC radio uh, like would you rather type this question? So can so can you do PMT first? We'll, we'll do it together. Yeah. So PMT. We by the way, hashtag big barstool guys over here. Yeah. Pardon um, my take. If you don't know, pardon PMT. my take. PMT. They always do like a Mount Rushmore. So I'm gonna do a Mount Rushmore okay. of the worst guys in your fantasy league. So like four guys. We'll we'll I'll go one. You'll go two. I'll go three. You go four. Okay. Or or you you go first. I'll go second. So like the worst like the guys you hate to play with. And why are why they're the worst? Like Mount Rushmore of the worst fantasy players in your league. Oh man, you! I feel like you've already thought about this, so I want you to go first so I can think of a good one, dude. So for me, it's fucking. And you just said it. It's the guy who just grabs too many fucking players off the waiver the wire. The waiver wire hero. Waiver wire hero. I don't like them because that means they don't know dick about football and drafted like a fucking moron. Um, so. But guys get hurt. I understand that. You can use it. But people who are just literally like making five to seven transactions every week and their team at the end of the year is totally different than it was at the beginning. You're like, oh, look at what I did. Cool for you. Wave wire hero. Boom. Roasted. All right. And mine, you had mentioned earlier, playing your defense week to week. I hate the motherfucking guy that's picking up a fucking new defense every single week week it's annoying they think they've beat the system and they know what they're doing and nine times out of ten it comes back to bite them in the ass a week or two and that defense shits the bed i hate them they're annoying and they usually just try to fucking fuck up whoever i'm trying to pick up that week so it's not fun all right i'm gonna go with my with number three um i'm not gonna go with the typical guy that you know guy doesn't set his lineup or whatever that's obviously those guys suck i'm gonna go with a guy you're going to monday night football and the game is close they're up by like two points your team's done they still have a defense left. They fucking bench their defense just in lieu of not getting any negative points. <laughs> Those guys are the worst because they have no fucking honor and they have no fucking faith <laughs> in the team they fucking started. So fuck that shit. If you're a guy and you're up by three points and you have the 49ers defense going against the Rams on Monday night and you pull them and your other guy's done, you're a fucking coward. I like it. You know, who my, I'm going to go with the last and fourth and final one. Mine is that guy in the league that sends you the most dog shit trade requests <laughs> and you send them a trade request back or deny it and they're like, why would I ever do this? This is stupid. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because it's somewhat equal rather than you. There was a guy last year that tried to trade me like Antonio Brown. I had Antonio Brown and he wanted to trade me like Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys for him and thought that that was a fair trade. And when I sent him a fair one back, he thought I was stupid. So... If you're sending dog shit trade requests and getting mad at people for denying them, then fuck you. You should have drafted better. Exactly. So there's our Mount Rushmore <laughs> of shitty fantasy people in your league. Now, Travis has some good KFC radio questions. Yeah, so I've, uh, let's fire them off. Sick five of them. Let's do five. All right. Here, are, 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 am I just answering these? Uh, Yeah, I'll kind of throw my input in them. All right. Would you rather be stuck behind a midget that's always walking slightly slower than whatever speed you're walking at, oh. or always have to wear one rollerblade on a foot at all time? One rollerblade on a foot, 100%. Because I could fucking just scoot my foot along and fucking glide on that rollerblade. Everywhere. Even you're in the mall. You're at the Cardinal game, and you're wearing a fucking Fuck, rollerblade. A rollerblade at the Cardinal game would be bitching, man. Yeah, until... Walking behind a fucking midget that's always walking just a little bit slow. Because... Like, Dude. But you can take in the view. You can see everything. Ask my fucking wife. <laughs> I walk fast everywhere I go. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a speed I always get bitched at for fucking walking too fast because she has short legs. I right. It drives me insane. One rollerblade in my foot, 100%. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. You just look like a goofball. <laughs> uh, you have to get like a pimped out fucking Fat Farms rollerblade or something. Ladder gets the spinners <laughs> on it. There's some spinners um, on your fucking rollerblade wheels. All right, here we go. Would you rather be blind for the rest of your life or trapped in an olive garden forever? 
shit. That's tough. I'm going Olive Garden. I can't be blind. I'll find something to do. Unlimited breadsticks? Are you kidding me? I'll be fatter than fuck. Dude, I don't know. You can make the Olive Garden your home. I like like to see, so I'm going to go with the Olive Garden as well. Because like my, I was thinking about like I couldn't travel anywhere or do anything, but I can't see Dick when I'm there, so I'm gonna go with being trapped in an Olive Garden for sure. All right, um, this is a really good one. I like this one a lot. What's the oldest age you could beat everyone of that age in the world in a fight? So you can beat up everyone in the world in a fight at this age, dude. Because like you think about it, like you either go super young or super old. Yeah, I didn't. Th- I didn't think about old. Yeah, so but there's some pretty buff eighty year olds out there. My thing is, there's some pretty badass thirteen year old boxers <laughs> out there too, and shit. Slap some eight year old kids around. <laughs> I'm either gonna go. I'm gonna go like. But then you also have to think like everybody in the world. But you feel bad beating an old person. How many fucking hundred hundred year olds are? Out? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I mean, if, if, if put like, them, they live their life. You wouldn't feel bad about fucking beating the shit a bunch of eight year olds? <laughs> no, fuck no. They're little shitheads. I mean, so my, my, I, there's, there's, there's two ways to go with this. You have old and young, but you got to think about how many fucking eight-year-olds in the world. There's m- millions of them. How many fucking hundred-year-olds are in the world? Probably yeah. less than a couple. So I'm going to go hundred. All right. I don't mind. I like it. I like the thought. Just I didn't think pure, about, I didn't think about old, old people. Yeah, that in pure volume, like you're going to get tired after a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it's consecutive or what, but I like it. All right. Here we go. Two more. How long would it take you to drink all of the water in an above-ground pool? How deep's the pool? I mean, I don't know. You're average, mo- like, mostly above-grounds are four average foot. like four-foot pool. How long so would it take you to drink pool? all that water? you got to think how many gallons are in there. I drink, I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I drink a lot of water on a daily basis. I mean, if my, my goal was to drink this above-ground pool, I'd drink a lot more water. Fuck, dude. I don't even know how many gallons are in there. I'm going to say three years. I have no idea. That's a lot of water. Yeah, but is that... I'm thinking, like, people are going to be like, wow, dude, that's not a lot of water in three years. Oh, I was thinking that's too much. I was thinking I don't think I can do it in three years. I drink... So I have, like, a, that that little... That Yeti you gave me for Christmas. I don't know how, how many ounces that is. I think is. that's 20 ounces. Dude, I drink about 10 of those a day. That's 200 ounces of water. Okay, think about, <laughs> think about dipping that in the pool 10 times and what it's going to do. But I'm saying three years, though? That's, like, 900 days. I'm just going to be safe and say three years. If I get it done earlier, no big deal. But I'm oh, saying you're definitely years. not getting done earlier. That's high end. All right. Oh, no. Here we go. This is the last one. This kind of goes with the football theme that we've had going. Would you rather fuck a girl with Peyton Manning's head on a hot girl's body or a hot girl's head on Peyton Manning's body? I don't know if I can answer this question. <laughs> I'm married. I don't know if I can answer this question. No, you can definitely answer this question. Carly, if you're listening to this, which I doubt she is, I'm sorry. Um, Peyton Manning on a on a tens body, or a Peyton Manning's head on a tens body, or a tens face on Peyton Manning's body. Bro, I gotta go with the first one. A hot girl's body on with Peyton Manning's head. Yeah, that forehead, that fucking five head. Is, I'm all up in that. So lights off. I believe off. you though. Yeah, just backwards. Go for it. Yeah, lights off or something like that. Because Peyton Manning's body. I mean, he's still he has a penis. I mean, he has a penis. Uh, I agree with the first one, but that wraps it up. So, Mount Rushmore of shitty fantasy players and the Woody Rathers of, mm-hmm. the, of the week. And uh, so, those are fun. If you guys want to hear some more of those on a week to week basis, send us some or send us some crazy, stupid questions you think of or some more Mount Rushmores we could do um, on a week to week basis. So, yeah, the, we're winding down. We got two more weeks, uh, we got two more previews. We're going to do the NFC West and the NFC North. They were doing a big college football preview show before the first weekend of college football, and then also a big NFL preseason show. Um, I mean, it, it's creeping up, guys. I mean, this, this it, it, we're, we're in August. We're yeah, in the, we're in the official full first week, I guess, of preseason football. Yeah. So really, four more weeks. So get excited for lines. I just lost fifty-six dollars last week on baseball and UFC. So I'm very looking much forward to having. Um, to, to having football back. So, with that being said, you guys have a fantastic week. We're going to be celebrating our one of our buddies' good bachelor party this weekend, Cyrus, a loyal listener. Yep. Looking forward to having a fun time with you this weekend, bro. Um, you guys take a chance this week. Definitely.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.